This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Everybody is a slight deviation from the quickfire finance. We're going to talk about the value of advice. Um, so this stems from a, a sort of article I was reading and survey and research study that was done by Vanguard, one of the largest passive managers in the world. And apparently, I'm uh, really pumped and excited to talk about this. So now let's start that again. I was going to talk about my hands. Yeah. Okay. Stop rubbing the pants. Yeah, right. What's that noise, bro? <laughs> oh, I don't be doing that. Mr. Bunny. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody back to the Quick Fire Finance. Uh, just as a bit of a deviation from what we normally do, um, this is about the value of advice. So, what this really stems from is Vanguard is one of the largest passively managed fund managers, that makes sense, yep, in the world, over a trillion dollars. And they found, they did a study and they found that actually using an advisor, added 3% to the uh, performance of the portfolio. So I guess it's it's really about that human aspect, making sure people don't freak out, chop and change all the time, and having the right people in the right fund. So even a passively managed fund manager uh, had that mindset. So what are your well, thoughts on that, Greg? Well, it's interesting, actually. I mean, 3% is quite a lot, so that makes you feel that you're worthwhile. But I certainly believe that there is value in advice. And we've seen lots and lots of examples of that, the most recent of which, of course, was during the COVID uh, lockdown period and people were panicking about the future and worried about the um, investment performance of things like KiwiSaver. They they did ad hoc knee-jerk reactions and many people went from a growth fund or a balanced fund to a default or conservative fund. And in doing so, they effectively sold down a portfolio when the values had dropped and crystallised a loss. Mm. So when the markets actually picked up, they were well behind the eight ball. Not only did they lose money, uh, but they failed to... um, take advantage of the opportunity to to recover. And that's why a good advisor would always say to you, it's time, not timing. And once you've determined what your risk temperament or risk profile is, you basically stick with that, um, irrespective of what's happening in the investment environment, you know, whether storms or sun or rain or wind, you basically say, look, I'm happy uh, with a portfolio that has this level of investment return volatility. I understand that you know not every um, post will be a winning post, that it's not going to go up every week or every month. There is the ebbs and flows. And the advisor will actually basically give you some comfort and reassurance, hold your hand if necessary, to show that, look, 
by sticking with your knitting, you will achieve your particular objective. But if you respond to the noise that's always out there, if you're like Chicken Little, thinking that the sky will fall in, you'll fail to achieve the results, the objectives that you've set for yourself. So in that respect, an advisor can be an incredibly useful of basically coaching you, if you like, to get the performance, the result that you want. I suppose like an athlete. Mm. A lot of athletes are really good, but with a good coach, they're exceptional. They're sure. the ones who are going to be on the on the dais at the, at the Olympics. So that's the situation where you've got an existing advisor. But what about the situation where people are too mean or miserable or so full of themselves that they don't think it's worthwhile employing <laughs> Employing an advisor. Don't hold back, Greg. Yeah, boy, have I seen that over the years. <laughs> uh, but what are the consequences of doing that? The consequences are that they make very poor decisions. Mm. They're the people that put money into the finance companies in the, in the mid-2000s. Uh, and as a consequence, you know, lost not some but all of their capital. I saw people moving money into finance companies out of bank deposits thinking that they'll get a little bit of extra return uh, with, in their view, no extra risk. And they wouldn't take advice because to take advice meant they had to pay a fee. Yeah. And what were the consequences of that? Um, it Basically, uh, it was more than just 3%. It was a total 100% loss on the money that they had available to fund their retirement. So the value of advice is really about ensuring that you meet the objectives that you set in respect of investment, that you understand that it's the return of your money that's more important than the return on your money, and that basically you know, it's the avoidance of loss. So if you get advice that shows you how you minimise the downside of what could come out of nowhere, uh, that's actually very valuable. What people are always wondering about is the upside. And the problem with the upside is it's just so unknown and, uh, and it's a bit illusionary. And, of course, it's when it's up that people want to invest. When the markets are down, they think, I'll wait till it's up. Mm. I heard that just the other day. A potential client sitting on some funds and term deposits, said to me, oh, look, I'm a bit concerned about things at the moment. I'll wait till the markets go up. Mm. Well, when they go up, they won't be able to take advantage of that rise. And when they're up, they'll go in. And guess what? The markets might just tip over the edge Mm. for a while. The trend is always upwards, but it's never a straight line. Mm. It's, It's sort of an undulating line. And depending on whether you're on a a growth portfolio or a balanced portfolio or a conservative portfolio, that will give you an indication of the extent of the ups and downs. And it's your ability to deal with those that will actually determine your outcome. Your advisor will make sure you get it right the first time and will ensure that when these markets turn against you, as they invariably will, uh, that you don't do the knee-jerk ad hoc, you know, throw the baby out the water out the window type reaction. So it's interesting that the study says it's worth 3%, but seems quite a lot. Maybe it's worth a lot more. 
Mm. It really depends on whether you're in the markets, so the advisor is worth something to keep you focused, or actually you're not in the markets, you're sitting with money in the bank, uh, getting very, very low returns, uh, worried about how you're going to fund your lifestyle uh, on the less than 2% term deposit, less than 1% on call rate. I suppose you'd be on to even the cheapest tin of baked beans uh, to to get by, uh, because you don't have the confidence to perhaps use some of your capital to fund your lifestyle. So that's what you pay for when you get advice, that someone can give you the reassurance that you're not going to run out of money before you run out of life, that you can dip into your capital assets, that you will be able to maintain the lifestyle of your choice, and and maybe your you know, your family, your um, the people who will inherit your your estate might get a little less than what they would have, or what you would have otherwise thought in the more normalised market. But over the years, I've never had the children of my clients say. Oh, I wish Mum and Dad had spent less money, and and we'd have inherited more. Mm. Most kids are, are really happy to see their parents uh, live the life, live the dream, do the things they want to do. After all, they've worked for it. Uh, their parents have provided a home and an education and support along the way. Um, most children, if not almost all, um, don't expect their parents to sort of. Uh, Lower their lifestyle, eat cheap bank beans mm. for have uh, for meals two days, two you know, only two meals a day because we're trying to save a bit of yeah, money of course, yeah. uh, to ensure that they can uh, um, have a much better lifestyle. What's the answer? You don't want to uh, fly uh, fly economy class so your children can fly business class. Exactly. Or you just go on the emergency seat and, emergency seat and get more foot room. That's a hack around if you're not. Well, nothing wrong enough. with that. Yeah, no, that's just no. smart. Just so make we, sure your seatbelt's on, eh? Yeah, and the plane doesn't crash because it's on you. All right, well, on that note, um, thanks to Jordan Greville from nzaudioeditors.com. Google it. Um, and everyone that's listening in, Greg, once again, uh, looking forward to hearing what you answer in the next Quick Fire Finance. Till next time, guys. Bye for now.